and welcome back to the Thrive for Life podcast with me, your host, Ashling Daly. I hope you all had a wonderful Christmas and I hope that 2020 is off to a great start. I had a lovely Christmas myself, took it nice and easy, didn't have many nights out. I went for lots of walks in nature, enjoyed all the food and connecting with loved ones and just having that downtime was fabulous. But I'm back and ready to get stuck into the podcasting again in this new year and I've lots of exciting guests lined up over the coming months. So this week's episode is an interview with Ashling Vaughan. Ashling is from Cork originally but based in Sydney. Ashling is a personal trainer and nutrition coach. You can find her on Instagram at coach underscore Ashy V or you can check out her website which is gritfithealth.com. So Ashling and myself had never met in person before we recorded this episode. We had just connected through Instagram and when I spotted that Ashling was coming home to Cork for Christmas, dropped her message to see if she'd be on for a podcast episode and sure enough she was up for it which was brilliant. Um, because I love meeting people that I connect with on Instagram in real life. There's nothing like it, that real human connection. And it was such a pleasure to meet Ashling. She is such an inspiring young woman who just goes after what she wants and she's a real role model. She um, is very health focused and takes a real holistic approach to health and fitness and nutrition and the whole lot. So in this episode, I spoke to Ashling about setting up her own personal training business, which is called Grit Fit Health. It's a coaching business, which she does in person in Sydney, but also does coaching online. We chatted also about how her own focus in her own training has changed from training purely for aesthetics to training for health and fitness and strength and the impact that that had on her. We also chatted about the impact that bodybuilding and bikini modeling had on her relationship with food and body image. And Ashling also shares tips in this episode for those of you who are maybe looking to get a bit fitter, a bit healthier, or are just starting out on a health and fitness journey. So I love connecting with you all. Um, So if you want to get in touch with me, you can find me on Instagram. I'm at thriveforlife.ashlingdaily. You can drop me a DM there or you can drop me an email, it's ashling at thriveforlife.ie. And as always, I really appreciate anyone leaving a rating or a review, or if you enjoy the episode, please share it with a friend. I'd really appreciate it. So I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed recording with Ashling. So Ashling, thanks so much for joining me on the Thrive for Life podcast. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. I'm delighted to be here. <laughs> Not at all. So you're known on Instagram as Coach Ashy V. Coach Ashy V, yeah, exactly right. right. Yeah, the Ashy thing stuck. Um, my name in Australia isn't yeah. like the, the most easy to, to deal with with the Gaelic spelling. So everybody calls me Ash, like all my mates over in Australia or in the gym or whatever, all my colleagues, I'm just known as Ash. So yeah, so you're like the... myself, the AIS. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, very good. So you're living in Australia. What part are you living in? I am. I've been living in Sydney for the last two years. Very good. So I'm originally from Cork as well. I uh, was a secondary school teacher at home. Um, and when I finished my degree and my master's in education, I moved to Australia. We have yeah. a lot in common, so we do. teaching, yeah. personal training. Absolutely, yeah. I spent some time in Australia and Sydney as well. Yeah, go on, and there the you name. go. Yeah. yeah. Very good. So you moved to Australia two years ago. I did. Would you call it your home now, or do you see yourself coming back in the future, or is it kind of unknown? Yeah, home is always Cork in Ireland. Um, For the foreseeable, I suppose, 
it would be Sydney for a little while uh, just because I founded my business there now um, I just found that in March so it's not even a year old yet so for all the time and effort I've been putting into that I suppose it would be a pity or a kind of insanity to kind of you know go away from that and I do have a great community over there as well you know I have a big um, and a really good circle of friends and a really good community over there so um, for the moment Sydney is definitely home but for the foreseeable I'm not too sure it just depends how things go I suppose so. yeah brilliant yeah so tell me a bit about your business that you, you founded it in March yeah so yeah. I have um, a personal training business it's both online and in the gym so Grit Fit Health is my coaching business um so yeah I do um three to four days in the gym and then I also train online clients as well so um personal training and nutrition coaching and I do an awful lot of kind of mindset work with my clients as well so Brilliant. Yeah, it's been going well so far and I really, really enjoy it. So. And was it a difficult journey kind of setting up your fitness business over there? Um, it or actually, did it all kind of fall into place for you? Yeah, or? it wasn't too bad at all. Um, So originally it was kind of a thing where I had the course done at home. Yeah. And when I went to Australia, I was waiting on kind of teaching council um, registration and stuff. So I actually never, I was intentionally wanted to go into personal training full time. Yeah. So I had my course done at home. Um, started working with um, another one of my mentors in the in the gym so I was working under him for a year uh, which was actually fantastic in hindsight it was kind of like an apprenticeship if you will kind of le- learning the ropes um, learning a lot of the industry from him and to be fair he totally transformed my kind of um, outlook on coaching mm. so when I was at home it had been very much um, training people for aesthetics and how you look my background was from fitness modeling and bodybuilding shows so when I started working with him, it was very much health orientated. Um, so he was an exercise physiologist, an EP, which is very like a physio here. But they um, coach people or they prescribe exercise for um, injury rehabilitation and also kind of how to manage chronic disease and when people come with a stroke and things. So that was really, really interesting for me and a massive learning curve to work under him for the year. So that totally transformed me as a coach, I suppose. Um, and that's one thing I really pick up on over in Australia. They're very much into the health and wellness and the exercise for the health purposes, as opposed to kind of just how you look or mm. kind of like ticking off the box to do a workout kind of thing. So it's great that you have the background of both now that you yeah. know, you understand where people are coming from if they're training for aesthetics and there's nothing wrong with Absolutely, it. Absolutely. Yeah. Each to their own. hundred um, percent. Yeah. But you, you're also into the wellness side of it. That's it. Yeah. And moving, so. I suppose, for, for your health and for functional yes, absolutely yeah. yeah like a lot of my clients um would be female um kind of body composition i suppose uh, like females who want to improve how they look improve their confidence improve how they feel so i think all that ties into it um and it would be very fickle of me to think oh nobody should train for aesthetics because at the end of the day um, people want to look well I and mean, when you look well you feel well within yourself as well so it's important to have a kind of balance of both you know mm-hmm. so and do you think for me personally it was similar that it was all about aesthetics yeah. when I was younger mm-hmm. and as you start to get older you get a bit more conscious yeah. of your health mm-hmm. and longevity and all yeah. of that yeah. yeah 100% yeah like a lot of the girls I would train in the gym um, they just love coming in training hard and they love the feeling of um, how they are after their sessions and they see themselves improving like as well as the body composition but their fitness levels and their strength levels and we have a great community in the gym so I have um, a semi-private group called Squad where um, I have groups of girls who train together and that community aspect for them is really really important mm. um, so a lot of people like Sydney is a pretty transient place people are in and out 
um, kind of for work and maybe people like myself who don't have a massive kind of um, base there, like say friends and family when they first come over. It's lovely of a lot of Irish girls who come to the gym and they meet other like-minded girls, I suppose, like themselves. Um, and we organise like walks and teas and coffees and lunches and stuff together outside the gym. So that's really nice as well. So That's lovely. Yeah. So take me to, through a typical day for you in Sydney. So you do online as well as I do. Um, in-person training. Yes. You also play music. I do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so very busy. Um, typical day in the morning, I get up. It depends what time I'm starting the gym, but I probably get up around uh, five o'clock or that way. Um, I typically stretch and meditate in the morning first thing. So I find that sets me up for the day really well. Um, I would rather um, go for a run or a swim next. Um, so I have a very good mate, Paul Kilroy, who's um, a fitness and life coach as well over there. So we'd go for a run or a swim in the morning together and a coffee at sunrise, which is really nice, nice way to start the morning. And then around probably eight o'clock, um, I'd start into some online work if I'm online or I'd be in the gym early in the morning then as well from training clients. So um, I kind of split my days between being in-person coaching and online as well. So it gives me a good kind of mixture of them both. Um, originally when I had started my business um, in March, it was just all online coaching, but I found I really missed the personal connection or getting mm. energy off people and actually physically being there coaching them in the gym because I really do enjoy that aspect of it as well. Um, so I decided to go back into the gym to get that kind of um, buzz or that kick. Um, and I find when you're coaching people in person, you obviously understand the struggles or the obstacles people are facing when they're in the gym, um, say if they're doing online coaching as well. So that gives me a great um, kind of um, realistic insight into what my online people are going through in the gym and the obstacles they face because I experience it every day with my in-person clients. Yeah. So. That's amazing, yeah. The power of connection, it's, it's oh, incredible, isn't it? Yeah, you feed off other yeah. people's energy, you know. It can be quite lonely, like it's all um, kind of, I suppose, glorified, this online coaching persona or like online trainers, but at the end of the day, you're in a coffee shop or you're in your home um, doing work on a laptop and you're very kind of isolated, I found, at the start. And from someone who's kind of very energetic and loves human connection, I found that a big change from going... I'm in the gym every day with my colleagues and my clients and the members we have great fun great crack in the gym to being on my own all of a sudden um it got pretty old pretty quick and mm. um, so i have to have that kind of human connection and that kind of in-person stuff as well to keep me happy as well so yeah. it works well for the business in both ways i suppose for the business and myself so exactly yeah, yeah. Good. um so were you always into fitness was that always a part of your life or were you into a particular sport growing up or yeah like as a child i would have been um in school playing sport camogie and then secondary school i played basketball uh goes to the territory of being so tall probably you're put into the basketball straight away um i did a lot of irish dancing growing up so we would have been um training three or four days a week we'd probably been doing about 10 or 12 hours of intense exercise for dancing that's like a sport and it's absolutely dancing really, isn't it? yeah yeah absolutely super fit um, so I continued that right up to Leaving Cert and I gave up dancing for Leaving Cert to put my energy into my study and to have a bit more time for the books. So then I found myself in uni kind of being pretty inactive to be honest um, and I gained a little bit of weight in uni as well. So that's when I actually started the gym. So I started the gym when I was around 20 um, and like yourself maybe and a lot of other girls it was solely for aesthetics like how I looked. Um, I remember I'll always remember I was going on a holiday to Lanzarote and I was like right I'm going to go to the gym. Uh, get fit for that or look you know conf or look better feel confident so um that's how it kind of started from there um again it was just a, literally a thing for the holiday 
but I kind of got the bug then I suppose mm -hmm. and started training in the gym was really really consistent really dedicated to it and then had a massive interest um so I did the person training course as well um so that's how it kind of led me up to where I am at the moment what age were you when you did that the course is it yeah. I was probably around 23 so okay. I was probably training for three years before I decided to do the course and everything um my sister would have been super super sporty growing up she was the one who was always like into the, we had horses growing up she still does show jumping cross country um she played camogie for cork um so i suppose in a way she was always like the sportier one of the both of us mm. and it's funny because i only realized this year that i had this limiting belief that she was always the one who was kind of into the sport or she was really kind of hardy you know that kind of way yeah. and I never uh, envisaged myself being kind of or giving myself the license even to be physically fit or to be really really kind of to level up to her kind of you know standard or whatever um so it wasn't really until the last the last couple of years I suppose I'd have always been training in the gym but as you say just for aesthetics and how I looked so I'm actually much much fitter now than mm -hmm. I was say back in the day when I was doing the shoots or the bodybuilding competitions um, so I can run, I can swim, I can lift weights now, whereas opposed like before, it had been just very much dieting and in the gym to look a certain way. Mm. So, um, and what impact did that have on you? Did it affect your relationship with food, with your body, yes. going through all of that? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Um, I suppose I didn't realise at the time when I was in it that it was happening. Um, when I started off, I suppose I was doing it, as you say, to kind of diet and train to look a certain way. But then it became my norm that I was constantly dieting, constantly looking at what I was eating, having kind of issues around food. Um, it probably took me about a year and a half, I would say, after my last competition to go back to kind of normal eating, whatever normal is for people. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like things like milk in your tea, um fruit and veg that weren't green you know like all of this was so alien and I just thought that was so wrong you know having these hang-ups about food and um it definitely limits your life I would say mm. um having issues around food and training and kind of that obsessive um behavior around all of that stuff um and I always remember I was over in Sydney on a holiday first for a month and I was uh sitting on Bondi Beach and that's probably the moment when it clicked that I can't live my life to its potential or to the fullest if I'm always worrying about if I'm getting my training in, if I'm always worrying about what I'm eating and constantly kind of um, criticising myself for maybe not holding up that perfection. Mm. Um, so that's when I made the conscious decision, right, something's going to have to change here because it would consume your life and it would definitely limit um, your life, you know, how you live it every day. So Completely, yeah. yeah. It really takes away from being present yes. in any moment like even in a conversation with someone yeah. your mind is on oh my god do I look fat in this yeah. or you know thinking about where your next meal is coming from yeah yeah that, that was yeah. it here I was sitting on Bondi beach like the most one of the most beautiful places in the world um and instead of taking in my surroundings or being present I was worrying about what I'd eaten at the market just beforehand so I was like look I do not want to live my life like that um and everything suffers as you say like you're your relationships with um like maybe your family or your friends and it just drains your energy being constantly worried about what you're eating if you're going to get your training in how you look um and i found i was a much kind of shinier person or more kind of bubbly person much more fun person to be around when i wasn't using up my energy basically for worrying mm. about those things and 
putting into um, my family and friends and loving them and giving them time and being present in the moments I was with them as well so yeah so you yeah. said on Bondi Beach that was kind of like your aha moment yeah absolutely so yeah. what changed yeah. after that how did you go about transforming your relationship with food and with mm. body image um I suppose I made a conscious decision not to track stuff for a while I found that quite hard, you know, because you know, even if you're not physically tracking, say, on an app or whatever, you know everything you know yourself. In your head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You've all the numbers, all yeah. the grams of everything. Um, so just giving yourself the license, I suppose, to step away from that and accepting, like, okay, you don't have to be perfect, like, to be loved or, like, you're so many other things as opposed to how much you can hold up this perfection. Um, and I realised and reminded myself that people value me as a person for my talents, for my intelligence, um, for kind of all of the other things that I was apart from this perfection or kind of that I didn't have to keep up that whole charade, you know. Um, so yeah, that was the one thing reminding myself of kind of my brilliance outside of being able to be so perfect around training and eating. Um, and then, yeah, moving away from the actual tracking, so giving myself permission to eat the things maybe um, that I wouldn't have eaten already. Um, now it's a bit of trial and error at the start, definitely. Mm. And I was like, right, I'm going to give myself the license to like gain a bit of weight. Um, because as I say, trial and error, you don't know really at the start where your weight's going to go. So um, people find that very overwhelming at the start not to track anything at all. So sometimes what I do is with clients, I would say, okay, just don't track your breakfast or don't track your lunch or whatever. And then you kind of fall into it and you realize that it's kind of normal, I suppose, again, not to be having to track everything. Um, but definitely it's, it's trial and error and it takes a lot of practice. Um, it probably takes more work and practice and energy to get out of that whole mindset as it was to get into it. Um, so at the start, like you have your coach telling you, prescribing what to do, um, and it's very easy to do it. Tick the box, you know, follow along. Whereas when it's on the flip end, it's very, very hard to come out of it because there's no prescribed <laughs> diet yeah. or there's no prescribed foods there for you to, it's kind of like a license, but... I always um, still eat for health, I suppose, and how I feel. And um, I give myself the license to eat anything I want. Um, but at the end of the day, it all comes down to how I feel. Like even over Christmas there now when you're having things you're not used to of and very rich foods and stuff, um, after a day or two, you're like, oh, that's why I yeah. eat the way I eat normally because it's just how you feel, you know. You feel exactly. crap. You eat crap, you feel like crap, so... Um, so did you have any support going through that phase did you have a like a coach that was helping you at that time not really you know, trying to reverse all, all of the yeah, dieting work yeah I, I didn't have any coach after um my kind of last like the bodybuilding competition mm -hmm. um so I probably um was under that coach's guidance for maybe another maybe eight or nine weeks but it was still pretty much dieting it was like reverse dieting as they call where you're upping your calories back up but it was the same restriction really in hindsight the same foods just like 10 grams more of this 10 grams yeah. more of that which is still a diet yeah so um it probably wasn't until I actually moved to Australia that I got out of that whole mindset properly um because say um you're in a different environment probably um when I was here in Cork and training I was in that whole kind of bodybuilding mode or that kind of fit fam yeah um mindset so when I moved over to Australia I was in a different environment in a different gym being influenced by different people like that coach I was saying to or that mentor that I had when I was working under him um so it wasn't really until then that I probably started changing everything mm. um but it happened very very gradually like over as I say a year and a half probably took me to get back to 
kind of normal and it's funny every now and again even um i suppose it's about making healthy choices as well and being informed and being educated um on what you're eating now not so much oh i'm not going to have that because um it's an x amount of calories whatever but just because of like the quality of food i suppose now that i'm conscious of exactly it wouldn't be a thing where i wouldn't eat something because i'd gain weight from it or whatever it would just be more like the quality of the food i'm conscious of what i'm putting into my body as opposed to how it's going to make me look yeah so a very 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 gradual process though i would Mm. say it takes a long time to mend that relationship with food you know so definitely and i think so Mm. many people have their own things with food and their own issues and their own rules or restrictions Mm -hmm. maybe that they've created in their minds that they have to be aware of yeah absolutely um so i'd love to chat a little bit about maybe some tips for fitness in the new year so this episode is going to be airing on the first week in january the second week in january yeah um, so maybe for someone who's starting from scratch with limited knowledge, limited mm-hmm. experience, they want to get a bit fitter, mm-hmm. maybe lose weight, um, tone up, whatever. Yeah. What yeah. would be your main tips for okay. fitness? Um, I would say look at it as, now I know people are probably sick of hearing this, but it's very, very important to look at your um, changes as a lifestyle change. Mm-hmm. That it's a so, marathon, not a sprint. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So these skills are the knowledge that you're kind of building up around nutrition and training <coughs> excuse me um are life skills that you're going to have for the next like 30 or 40 years basically so try not to look at it as maybe an eight or a 10 week kind of phase that you're going through just to literally lose weight but you're going to fall into your old ways again where you're just going to put back on the weight basically and go back into your unhealthy habits um so look at it as a lifestyle change try not to overwhelm yourself too much by doing too much too soon um so pick maybe one or two things um every week so for the first week it could be kind of upping your exercise your activity levels might be getting out for a walk before or after work or during your lunch and then once if that's cemented in in your routine you can go and look at another thing okay maybe i'm going to improve an aspect of my eating this week so it might be preparing a healthy lunch at home and bring it to work um so when you're building up those habits over six or seven weeks all of a sudden you have six or seven new positive kind of habits you have in your routine. Another week it could be building up your sleep um, or improving your quality of sleep or the amount you get every week because that's really, really important as well. Mm. And it's something that's definitely kind of um, overlooked when you're starting off a healthy routine. Um, So yeah, to build things up gradually or scaffolding like we use in teaching, you know, when you're adding to people's knowledge, like you don't write an essay straight away, you learn how to write the letters and write words and write sentences. So it's the very same thing in developing like a healthy lifestyle. Um, the other thing I would really, really recommend is get yourself a coach or somebody who can help you do it because you're basically shortcutting to the results you want. Um, sure, you can try and go and do it yourself. Um, you can Google things online or whatever, but at the end of the day, a 20-year-old uh, girl could be googling the same thing as like a middle-aged man who wants to do his weight it's very very different um, so if you have a plan of action um, if you have support which is really really important and accountability you're going to make uh, or see results pretty quickly um, you're going to progress and then when you make progress it gives you confidence and when you get a little bit of confidence it keeps your motivation up um so what you don't want to happen is that you go off and you go into the gym and you choose a workout online or make up your own and you hope it works Mm. and then it doesn't and then you don't see results and you get very disheartened and you're like well 
screw the lot of this so and you just yeah. fall back into your own ways yeah which is not what you want um so yeah get yourself a coach rather online or in person and make sure that they are coming from the same thoughts or approach you know this this long-term sustainable approach that they're the right coach for you and that's their theory as well um and that they have social proof so they've worked with people before who uh, want to do the same thing or who who have achieved the same results that you want basically um and that you value them and that they genuinely have interest in you and your well-being and your health as opposed to somebody who's just cashing in for a quick book for eight or ten weeks mm. for a before and after picture <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah 100 yeah. so that they have your health and your well-being um at heart and that they can coach you and mentor you through the whole process as opposed to kind of throwing your program and leaving you to your own devices because um i work with a mentor at the moment a business mentor who always says progress happens between support and challenge mm. so it's really important to have those two things and in the middle between those you're going to make progress basically um so if someone's looking for an online coach what's your website absolutely yeah so a lot of my stuff is done through instagram so i'm yeah. coach underscore ash ev for instagram yeah so um they can get me there um so yeah that's my main platform i suppose yeah the instagram Excellent. yeah and if someone is doing an online program and you're program you're giving them a gym program mm -hmm. if they're worried about going to the gym and they're feeling self-conscious mm. any tips for that yeah absolutely well uh, with my online coaching there are home workouts as well and it's not always the the gym either like any exercise can be prescribed so it's really important that you find something that you like um, and I always say that to people it can be the gym it can be um, like running it can be zumba it can be cycling it can be anything at all once you're getting the activity levels up and at the end of the day if you are doing something you like you will keep it up there's exactly. no point in being I would never prescribe anyone like a, a big long gym workout if they don't want to be there because that's just painful like why yeah. would you inflict that on anybody um so yeah definitely i think it would definitely help as well if someone's feeling a little bit self-conscious in the gym a lot of it is lack of knowledge and worrying about oh what what's x and y going to think of me if i'm doing this wrong or if i'm doing this exercise so even having a coach for that aspect of things where you can walk in you're going to meet your coach you're going to he's going to take you or he or she's going to take you through your workout um and you don't have to be worrying about you know what what or who are people who's looking at me or what do they think that I'm doing you know or judging you exactly so um even that alone would be a massive help yeah yeah and most people in the gym are not judging other people no not most at all they're so worried about themselves, about themselves absolutely and what they're doing uh, yeah, yeah definitely and it helps as well to have maybe a bit of a community um like if you can grab a buddy you're made to go with you you know yeah. and you can do it together um and that'll hold you accountable as well you know so obviously you mentioned there that doing something <clears throat> you enjoy is going to be much more beneficial because you'll mm. stay at it absolutely Do you yeah. any other tips for staying motivated once that new year buzz dies off uh, yeah i suppose remind yourself of your motivation really um set you know you can use that smart acronym for mm -hmm. um setting goals and thing that's very very good so if you don't know what that is you could google that but um setting yourself um criteria for success so that you're not just going to go oh i'm going to go to the gym um and kind of cruise along that you actually want to achieve something by a certain time or a certain date um and it doesn't have to be um like aesthetic based or look based it can be wanting to like lift a certain weight um getting out so many times in the week um so yeah to definitely set yourself realistic goals and to have somebody it can be a coach or a friend to hold you accountable to that 
because once you put your goals out there or once you say you're going to do something it's very very hard to backtrack when someone knows um and they'll support you as well you know it's nice to have a bit of support and to have somebody kind of keep egging you on but yeah definitely think of your motivation remind yourself of that and realize it's not going to be perfect you know the road it's always progress over perfection i say to people as well um because it's a learning curve at the end of the day um and that's what it's all about it's a whole lifelong kind of journey as opposed to just your eight or ten weeks you know so exactly yeah and what about injury avoiding injury is obviously a massive thing Mm -hmm. and what tips would you have for avoiding injury yeah again your personal trainer or your coach your online coach will be a massive massive part of that they are going to prescribe you exercises where if you're a beginner or if you haven't been to the gym in a while um that you'll be able to cope with basically and that the overload isn't so much that you're going to injure yourself or burn yourself out um and there is a pretty linear um kind of journey through um certain exercises in the gym like say if you're squatting you're going to start off making sure you have your body weight squat right then you're holding a kettlebell doing your goblet squat then you're doing a box squat with the barbell and then you're squatting with the barbell so there's like an actual structure to everything as opposed to you walking to the gym loading up the barbell with weight squatting and injuring yourself um and yeah and you look like things like getting rest as well is really really important um because people are very enthusiastic at the start and they set themselves the goal of being in the gym for five days or six days a week they go in they do that for maybe two three weeks they'll rather get an injury they'll be erect tired and burnt out or they'll just lose the interest because they're overdoing it at the start so what i would say if you're looking at the gym maybe three to four days a week um and be realistic like 45 minute sessions maybe um and then outside of that getting your walks in or getting a swim in or whatever um so managing yeah your volume of training and being educated and knowing how to train correctly so literally there's no better money invested in yourself than having a coach and getting somebody to show you or guide you as to what you should be doing basically i completely agree yeah Mm -hmm. um and the way you speak to yourself matters doesn't it when you're training so absolutely yeah a lot of advice would you give there yeah a lot of the work i would do with my clients is pretty much half actual physical coaching and the other half is mindset and as you say how you're kind of speaking to yourself um, because at the end of the day it doesn't matter if it's personally or professionally if your mindset isn't right um, it's gonna be very very hard to get to your goal um, if you have limiting beliefs as to why you can't do something you can't do something straight away that's a license for you not to pursue it or to go after it um, limiting, limiting beliefs could be like oh I'm never going to lose weight because x y and z um now if you subconsciously think that you're never going to lose weight mm-hmm. you have to give yourself the license to thrive and to progress forward um another thing i like to do with my um people is um write out a vision so it could be how you want to look and feel and the person you want to be in say eight or ten weeks um or it can be a thing over a year or three years you can do this on many different scales um but writing out exactly um how you want to look and how you want to feel is the important thing and it's important not to mix up this like the vision of the steps to get there it's not actually the steps i'll do this i'll do that i'll do whatever Mm -hmm. it's actually i want to be confident or i am even i am confident i am the fittest i've ever been um i am an early riser who gets up and enjoys going for a walk in the morning so all of these mantras that you're saying to yourself um, it's kind of like the fake it till you make it kind of uh, mm-hmm. vibe, I think. 
um, but that's really important as well. Um, and that's something you could just write in a notebook. Yeah. That's something that I do at night time is writing down those affirmations. Yeah. And writing them in the present tense is really powerful, yes, isn't it? absolutely, yeah. Because you almost start to own that, that yeah. I am healthy, I am confident, you yes. know. Yeah, definitely. You start to feel it and then you start to behave in a way that is congruent with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you can remind yourself of all those things as well. Maybe in the morning when you get up or when you're doing your meditation or whatever or maybe at night time it's a nice little practice to do and during the day I often say to the girls you know write your vision in your notebook but maybe take a photo on your phone so that when you need that inspiration or that kind of motivation or self-confidence that you can look at it and kind of remind yourself of all of those things you know so um, I would definitely say the mindset aspect of it is very very important as well yeah excellent um, and I know that you're big into gratitude as well you mm. practice that regularly yeah, what's the power of gratitude for you yeah, so in the mornings when I get up, one of the first things I do is I, well, when I wake up, I think of it in bed. And then when I get out, I actually physically write it in my journal. So I have a special book where I write all the things I'm grateful for every morning. So um, I, yeah, so when you start the morning with um, gratitude, I suppose it reminds you all of the, the things that you're grateful for and that you're fortunate enough to have. So whatever happens during the day or no matter how bad you think like whatever first world problem is it's always shadowed by you know the things that we do have the most important things so most mornings when I'm doing my gratitude it's um for my health and my happiness and for being pain-free because that's a massive thing mm. um my friends and family having them and their love and their health and happiness and just other simple things as well you know for like wake up in a nice warm bed or for being able to get up and have a job to go out to work and meet all my lovely clients in the gym so yeah that's a, a really nice practice that I like to do because it sets you up to the day and you're straight away in a positive mood or like a positive kind of uh, vibe when you're going to work or starting your day so brilliant excuse me and um, so your own goals and tensions for 2020 what are they yeah so I actually and now we're getting pretty close to New Year. I should go ahead and do them. But I actually mm -hmm. physically haven't sat down and made up the list already. Me but either. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have a pretty good idea though. Um, so business-wise, um, my goal would be to spread my influence and to help more people um, and to kind of impact more people, I suppose, through my coaching business and through maybe even social media and everything. Um, so I recently got the help of um, a business mentor, a business coach to help me do that. Um, and that's like another really important thing is that I want to kind of remind people of is um, like even I had a health and wellness coach this year um, because with starting the business and everything I felt I was so busy and putting my effort into other people's coaching and other people's wellness that I had to kind of remind myself of looking after myself so even though I have all of the knowledge and the tools um, and I'd be a pretty motivated person as well um, to keep myself happy and healthy and on course I still had somebody outside to keep me accountable and to help me because at the end of the day everybody needs somebody to help yeah. so um, yeah I had my health and fitness coach this year I have a business kind of mentor for the coming year um, so that'll be one thing I really want to um, zone in on is kind of spreading my influence and building my business um, physically uh, like physical challenges um, I hope to do a triathlon during the year Oh wow. Yeah, so that'll be a new a new thing for me, a new goal. Um in March we are doing um a charity cycle for a children's orphanage over in Thailand. So that's in March in twenty twenty and that's a five hundred K cycle. 
Um, so I haven't cycled in about 10 years, literally, since I was a kid. And I only just bought a bike there just before I came home for Christmas. So I'm going to get stuck into the training for that. Um, that'll be another kind of venture. Um, one of my um, mates, Paul, he is doing a big kayak. So he's kayaking the longest river in Australia. Um, so that's going to take about seven weeks um, kayaking and camping. So I'm going to join him for a leg of that as well. So that'll be another kind of endurance um expedition I suppose um, yeah so um, and then just other things personally as well um, I'm kind of probably going to break up the year into different um, segments or different quarters whatever and just set all the goals out and um, you have a trip to Bali I saw yeah yeah, yeah I booked yeah. that there there was a sale on Jetstar um, the other night so I went on and there was um, yeah flights to Bali so I booked that for the end of the year um, I want to learn how to surf this year as well because I've been in Australia two years and I've never been surfing properly so that's one of my goals is to learn how to surf um, another kind of activity or another way of being active without being in the gym or you know kind of um, basing exercise around just you know ticking the box in the gym so um yeah i want to be able to surf proficiently by the mm -hmm. time we get to bali so that'll be a good goal as well to have so brilliant yeah excellent so we're just going to do a little quick fire round of questions to finish off so okay Ashling. cool um so what's the best song to get you fired up for a run or for the gym um what's your go-to song yeah um there's a song cut me loose so myself and my mate jennifer when we first moved up to australia that was always on um the playlist and you know when you kind of um associate a song or like anything like a smell or anything with a an emotion or kind of an energy mm. that song for us was like being really really excited about being in a new place and having new opportunity and just kind of gets your energy levels up and kind of gets you excited so i always have that song on my playlist for running or for the gym brilliant yeah who inspires you the most oh <laughs> that's really hard or maybe it's a number of people yeah i suppose um the people I associate with or I hang around with in Sydney, um, because I suppose they had been my go-to group, especially um, my friend Paul that I've been mentioning. Um, he is a very, very inspirational guy. Um, he's kind of into, he was an ultra athlete basically, and changed his whole life around um, in many different ways personally, and he's now a life coach helping other people do that. Um, so I suppose, yeah, seeing what he's doing, um, not only personally with all his own physical feats in his training and everything, but also the difference he's making in his clients' lives as well um, by having such an impact on them. So he would definitely be um, a massive inspiration for me. Does um, he have an online presence? Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, Paul Kilroy um, yeah. on Instagram as well. And Paul Kilroy um, uh, for his website, so paulkilroy.com, I think it is. Um, and then, yes, yeah, so was him and a few of his other mates um, would have been the first people who kind of opened up my eyes to what I could achieve um, physically as well. Like one day they just invited me out for a run and I'd never ran over like 4K or something. Mm -hmm. And um, they were training for lots of different things like ultra marathons. And there's actually a couple of the guys cycling from Sydney to Dublin home and they're uh, fundraising for Ch uh, the Crumlin Children's Hospital. And they're running an ultra marathon um, through every country that they go through on my home. Wow. So they're actually on Instagram as well. They're of mountains and men. And they're um, basically um, kind of documenting their whole trip. So I'd have been around those boys um, over in Sydney. And I remember they took me out for a run that first day. Um, and they were like, oh, no, we won't go past like 4K or whatever it was. And it was on the Koji de Bondi walk. And I forget. <laughs> but they were like, oh, no, we're actually doing 8K. <laughs> 
Well. And I was like, there's no way in hell I will be able to do that. And they're like, you'll be fine, come on away. So I went out for the run with them. Now I was wrecked, but again, it was a mental thing that I had mm. this limiting belief that I wouldn't be able to run past that certain distance I'd been running. Yeah. And straight away that first day, um, I ran the eight with them. And that day I booked like a half marathon um, straight away. So I started training for that. So yeah, Paul and his um, friends and associates over uh, would definitely be kind of inspiration for me, both personally and professionally, really. Brilliant. So yeah, it's all about the kind of people you surround yourself with, isn't it really? Exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, what's the best book you've read in the last decade? Oh, I don't read 2020. <laughs> oh, wow, that's really hard. Is there one that like changed your mindset or um yeah, um so The Power of Positive Living is a really good one. Um I read that a lot actually. I've I've read it over and over. I haven't read that one. Now, yeah, actually, it's yeah. really good, yeah. Um it's quite an old book um so that one um can't hurt me david goggins one is also mm-hmm. really good um i have that on audible so i actually listen to that when i'm running sometimes i need a bit of motivation because what i'm doing is absolute yeah <laughs> i walk in the park to what that guy went through <laughs> um so those two books um um feel the fear and do it anyway that one's quite good um so i'd be kind of into a lot of those kind of self-help books or those development books um and there's there's a lot of them on um audible as well that you can get yeah. i find audible is very very handy um yeah because yeah, you can be in the car or out for a walk or on or whatever and you can kind of be listening and kind of motivating yourself and learning as you're doing other things so um, yeah if i think of any more I'll, I'll send them your way and you can pop yeah, them up but definitely. i'm sure there's reams of them yeah uh your favorite exercise uh favorite exercise some barbell work probably mm. i'm a fan of a push press and challenging myself there um or any big lifts like squat deadlift just because you can progress in them and they're such a technical exercise that i enjoy perfecting them um and progressing on them and i've actually grown to love running like i really? hated it yeah i hated it at the start i think it's all about um again why you're doing it so mm. i love to get up in the morning at sunrise and run say the Koji Bondi which is a lovely walk by or a home in Sydney um, and seeing the sunrise and the views and all the people out with their dogs and saying good morning to all of them um, and interestingly like a couple of days ago when I went to go like the weather was shocking outside so I went to the gym and I went on the treadmill and I managed a half a K and I was like I can't can't mm-hmm. run anymore I was looking at a brick wall like looking at the wall so I was like this isn't very entertaining or whatever so yeah I would say I've grown to love running just because of getting out in the morning and seeing people out with their dogs and being happy and enjoying the sunrise and the weather. Um, so it makes yeah. you feel alive as well, just Absolutely. being outside. Yeah, yeah. yeah, getting fresh air. And that's what I always say to people as well, if you're starting like a fitness kick or training, don't put yourself in the gym all the time. Don't go in and go on the treadmill if you can go outside and do it and get some fresh air, meet people, have some human interaction and enjoy nature, being out in nature, mm. um, as opposed to being inside the gym. So. The variety will keep it much more interesting. Yes, yeah. yeah, definitely. And if you have a friend to do it with you, even better again. Excellent. Yeah. So, Ashling, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Oh, no it's worries. been such a pleasure talking to you. Thanks so yeah. much for having me. I'm delighted. <laughs> yeah, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Ash. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to the Thrive for Life podcast with me, your host, Ashling Daly. If you'd like to get in touch with Ashling Vaughan, you can find her on Instagram. She's at coach underscore Ashy B or check out her website, which is gritfithealth.com. I hope you all have a wonderful week. Until next time, take care.